Welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's show, we are talking about keeping it going. Uh, Several listeners have asked us to talk about how to stay motivated and on track with work in the studio. Uh, Maybe it's a reflection of the winter doldrums, which we talked about last week, but uh, blocks and downtimes can happen any time of year. How do you cope with feelings of boredom and frustration that make it hard to keep working? With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. This is a topic that several listeners have brought up over time, really, um, from one direction or another, because it's something that can be, like Ross just said, it can happen at any time. And it does hit most of us at one time or another. And so it's a big topic. And I would say there's no right or easy answers. All I can add to this is my own experiences or ideas about this. Um, And I think Everybody has to obviously has to figure out what works for them. But I was thinking about this in terms of when when you feel this way, and and what we're talking about here is either you're you're working you're working and you're producing paintings, but you're just not really into it somehow. There's a there's something that's a bit off, and you feel sort of bored or frustrated, or maybe you're not doing you're not able to do anything, and that can feel even worse, I suppose. So but what is what it really is the issue here? I mean, is it I I kind of think it's how you frame it really. It's about it's about attitude and what you believe about what's going on as much as anything. And one of the things that makes us feel badly about these times is that it is regarded as a problem when we're not working. Um there's this kind of idea that ideal, I suppose, that we are working with is that we should be painting or doing what we do constantly. Uh, Many artists say you have to paint or do something in your studio every single day. This is kind of a a truism in the art world. And it's a very high standard, I would say. (laughs) It works for people. And if it works for you, that's great. Some people, if they, if they don't work every day, they start to feel cut off from their work and it, that's not necessarily a good thing. So I, I suggest that that sort of making yourself do things every day, even when you're frustrated, may be sort of digging yourself further into the hole and that maybe it's better to step back and take another look at things that may be going on. Um, when you think about the idea that every single day we are expected to be creative <laughs> and that this creativity is rewarding and interesting and going somewhere, that that seems kind of unrealistic, doesn't it? I mean, how do you keep that going? Uh, I think you keep going. Well, you're not going. running an art factory, you know, <laughs> no. it's like... It's, and art in particular, it's not like you have this kind of cookie cutter thing that you just produce over and over again and you get sales and, you know, right. profits and whatever. It's, it's you're, you're producing something different every time and well, you have and to give yourself the opportunity to grow and evolve and and, and play with new ideas. And absolutely that isn't something that you can exactly force. 
Right. And, and, you know, I kind of think of it as it's a cliche, but the well can run dry and you're, you know, you're, you're trying every day to force something that maybe isn't even there. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's not, it seems a bit scary when you say the well is dry, but then it's your job to fill it back up. And, and that may not mean being in the studio all the time. I think that definitely taking time away and taking a break is a way to stay on track in the big picture. You know, in, in the day to day, you may feel like you're, you're getting off track, but if you just give yourself a little vacation from this now and then, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. And sometimes these breaks happen naturally because you're traveling or there's a holiday or something. And I know of artists that actually feel guilty even on a holiday, not, not being in their studio or, you know, if they go away for a week on a vacation, they fret because they haven't been working. And I just, I, I have a hard time understanding the idea that we can't take a break. It's not, it's almost like it's such a precious, fragile thing that people are afraid they're going to break it. But I don't think it's a fragile thing. It's a precious thing, but it's not a fragile thing, this creative flow that we have. And I think you have to trust that it's going to go on, um, even through these times. And all that said, I think these times when this happens can also be, um, important in terms of what they're telling you. And so sometimes what's going on is incubation. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about. We, we don't just keep doing the same thing. We need to incubate new ideas. Sometimes that happens in the studio, in the process of working. And that's a really nice flow when you're into that. But other times incubation might come from travel or from taking a break or devoting yourself to reading a body of poetry or something, whatever feels that it might feed you, that's also part of your work. Your work is not just the creative product, the painting, the sculpture, whatever you're doing. It's um, it's what goes on in your brain, and we do that all the time. So I think that um, sometimes just being recognizing that you know, you need to step back. That's good. And to say, sometimes when you're feeling this great frustration or this despair or this boredom or whatever it is that's kind of overtaking you and getting in the way, to me, that is often, that's a signal that something's about to happen. <laughs> and you don't need to push it. You have to you have to get through it, but you don't really need to push it. But I think it's oftentimes a sign that something's about to happen in your work, and so it's a good thing. It's hard to see it as a good thing when it's when you're in the middle of it. Uh, well, this you know, it's like it's this kind of always darkest before the dawn thing. Exactly, and if we if we didn't have these times. Uh, imagine a creative life where there was no downtime or frustration. <laughs> right, right. You, you can't really imagine it. Everybody knows that we that we go through some suffering to get to where we want to be. And sometimes the suffering is in terms of just frustration over a technique or something. But I think most often it's it's an inner frustration and and dead end feeling and. And not being able to see past that and thinking, I'm all dried up, I'm done, 
I have lived my creative life. It, it, I have nothing more to give, you know, and it's like, that is probably 99% incorrect. <laughs> so I guess when I was thinking about all this and that sort of mindset and everything, and I thought, well, what are, what are some of the things that, that might cause you to, to get into this state of mind that's very difficult? Um, what causes these block times. And the, the thing I just mentioned about maybe you're on the threshold, I think there's a resistance to change that many of us feel, no matter how open we think we are to change. If change is somewhere hovering on the edges of our awareness and saying, I want to come into your work now, uh, a lot of us feel resistance to that and start to to build a wall against that. And right there, it's very clear to see how you could become blocked. Whereas if you're, if you somehow decide that you're going to let this change come in, that can be the key to just everything changing. It may be hard to say what this change is, and you may not be able to identify it. But if you sort of put yourself in a welcoming frame of mind, you might be surprised. And I, I speak from experience on this one because I, I know I've t- told this story on the podcast before, but for about two years, there was this buildup in my work of bringing in more structure and, and straight lines and all these things where my work had been very um, soft, atmospheric, the shapes were soft. And this is how I worked for a number of years, although there were little hints of this other thing that wanted to come in. <laughs> And I would say, oh, that's a, that's an odd painting. That one has real shapes in it, you know, but I didn't really see it as a pattern or a trend. And at some point, it just, it asserted itself and it said, now it's time for you to change. And I was wary of it, honestly, when I first started doing work that was more, um, the edges were more clear, the shapes were strong. And I wondered, is this okay? Is this still my work? Is it still me? And I did have to go through a little bit of a process of saying, okay, come on in. Let's see what happens. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, I'm really happy with the work I'm doing. But I can identify that resistance in in my own process. So Well, and that's a, a very big risk for somebody to take when they're successful in one kind of style and uh, one way of doing things and then they start to kind of burn out on it and there's that urge to change um, and do something different and then it's it's a risk that they have to take in order to to try something new because they have they're seeing cash flow from one style of doing something and there's this kind of feeling of well this is paying the bills you know can I really put that aside and do something that that is totally different. And, uh, you know, I, I think that what makes your work successful, um, it has a lot to do with who you are as a person and the energy that you put into your work. Um, and, uh, the fact may be that if you try something new, it may not be as successful as your older style. Um, but I think that there's, uh, every chance that it's going to be far more successful as well. Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't consider when they're thinking about changing 
uh, the way that they're doing their work is the possibility that this could be uh, more of a, a breakthrough for them and, and increase the value of their work. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, risk, risk taking is scary. And I think if you're feeling blocked, ask yourself, what's scaring me right now? Is there something scaring me? Is there some risk I'm avoiding taking? And as you say, it, I mean, it's, it's just part of the pro- process. It's part of the creative process to change. And if you're resisting change, um, it, it's not going to go anywhere good. <laughs> uh, another thing I think that can definitely bring about a blocked feeling is there's some kind of pressure on you from outside yourself. It's not your own direction that's bothering you. It's something that's coming from an external store. It's like um, something from a, a demand from a gallery or some sort of feedback that's getting in the way that you've received. And that, that can very well be positive feedback as well as negative. I, I often think positive feedback stops us in our tracks uh, as much or more as uh, someone saying something negative or just sort of clueless about the work. But when people say, Oh, I love what you're doing. I mean, it gets back to what you were just saying. You're so reinforced by this thing that you do that's successful. Um, so, Ask yourself what what's coming at me from somewhere outside myself that probably isn't the truth for me. It's not my own truth in my work, and that conflict. I think that can create that block uh, in your work, and just sort of if you if you can identify that, take a good look at it, examine it, talk to somebody about it, and see. See if you can sort of break that one open and and get past it. And another one I think that really can create a block is when you're trying to repeat yourself. And I feel this sometimes in my own work. It's it's a pretty big one. It's a pretty big issue because you've done it. Maybe you've had a show or you've had a body of work that you feel really good about. Okay, next step. What are you going to do? And you still like repeat. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it's a, it's the a classic example of the person who writes that blockbuster first novel, you know, and then, okay, what's your next book about, you know? And it is, uh, it's, if you, if you still really like the work and you feel like there's a direction to head in, it's not that you're bored with it or anything, but you're competing with yourself in a way to come up with something as good as you did before. And even if it's just one painting and, and you really like that painting and then you're on to the next one and you think, oh, this one, it's not really doing it like that last one, you know, and this, I think that's super common. Um, and I guess for myself, what helps me when I, if I have that really nice painting that I really like sitting there in the studio and I'm looking at it all the time, it sort of feels like it's looking over my shoulder, you know, <laughs> so it helps me actually to put that painting away, turn it to the wall or something. So what I'm trying to retain then is the ideas behind the painting. Maybe I did something with shape or color in the painting that I liked and just try to say, okay, what was that thing I was doing? Not the visual, but the idea of it. And ideas tend to open up uh, more ideas, right? So um, that that's my own strategy for that situation. Uh, and then I think with any of these, there's a lot of people, 
are afraid to really change a painting if it's going pretty well and they're thinking, oh, this is a pretty good painting. Um, and, and yet there's some little voice in your head kind of nagging at you saying, pretty good isn't good enough. You know, there's a change. We need to make a change here. And that, that urge to make a change is something people fight. And, um, I think to, to tell yourself as a general studio practice that when you hear that little voice saying, make a change, always listen to that. And don't be afraid to make some pretty radical move, uh, on your work, painting it right over or adding some odd color or doing something. And when you, when you make a radical move, now you're in a whole new place and you're responding to what you just did and it can be the most freeing feeling. And again, speaking from experience, this is something I often do and I can't explain how good it feels to get rid of that, whatever was was blocking me and I was feeling stuck and frustrated with a painting, just giving myself a fresh start with something new and different on the on the panel is very energizing and I highly recommend it. It's a little scary. You feel like you've lost something, but in the end, almost always it's, it's going to be better. And I also tell myself a pretty good painting is not the painting I want. You know, I want the excellent painting. And if you stop at the pretty good painting or the painting that, oh, I think the gallery will like this one or you know, something that external judge, um, it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for your own growth, I don't think. And I think we know these things inside and we know these, these true things. And when we fight them, that's when we get blocked. Um, and I, I mean, another practical kind of tip is just keep a lot of stuff going at once so that if you, you get stuck, uh, you can move on. And a lot of people like to do, say, small works on paper, do some drawing, some sketchbook, other things that when you're in that state of frustration can help you, help you break loose. And getting back to what I started at the beginning too, sometimes you need to just walk away and, and see what goes on when your back is to the studio and you're not in it. Uh, what what occurs to you in the middle of the night when you wake up, you know, so sometimes you get some pretty interesting ideas at odd times of the day when you're not forcing yourself to work. Right. Well, and your subconscious brain continues to work on things when you're not paying attention to them. And sometimes you're able to kind of work things out um, unconsciously. And maybe it just occurs to you randomly or it even comes to you in a dream or something, how you can fix things. And it's you know, amazing, isn't it? It's it's like magic. I mean, I. Yeah. I, I mean, your brain is a very complex organ and you can't force it necessarily to work the way you want it to work. You can train it and you can you can establish good mental habits. Uh, but at in, in the end, uh, sometimes you just need to relax and let things work out in their own time in their own way. Yeah. I also resisting whatever you feel are these standards that say 
you should do this, you should do that, you must do that, or you're not a serious artist, you know, uh, you can find your own way to be a serious artist if that's what you want. And it, it doesn't have to involve any timetable or any particular daily schedule or weekly schedule or anything. It's, um, it's your own, it's your own choice. Well, I, I think that, um, it also, I, I think that we can't overstate the importance of risk taking. Um, and, uh, it's, it's one of the, um, the characteristics of people who are very successful that I've noticed, um, is that very successful people are, are willing to take risks. They're, they're willing to try new things. Um, and, uh, they're, they're willing to step into a field that they may not have any experience in, um, or very limited experience, or they've been very successful in another field and they're willing to risk it all on some new venture. Um, you know, this is something that I I think is very difficult for people to do. Um, but, uh, if, if you really want to make it as a, a production artist, um, you, you have to be willing to take very serious risks with your work. Um, and, uh, I I don't think that the importance can be overstated enough. I, I agree. And I, I think often when people hear the words, oh, take risks, they sort of think it means you have to do something, uh, sort of in your face with people or, you know, whatever, like it has to be sort of uh, really out there. That's not it to me. That's that's one way to take a risk is to annoy or offend people. But uh, you can also just, you know, take risk with, with your own boundaries and your own feelings of safety within yourself. And that that's the most important, I think. And Well, and what, that's the harder risk to take as well, the, the risk that challenges yourself. Um, you can mm-hmm. always take risks that challenge, say, cultural norms and find people who will back you up and um, be excited by what you're doing. I mean, to me, that's not particularly risky. It's it's challenging your own kind of box that you've put your work in um, and trying something that you that you are uncomfortable with and uh, limiting, you know, limiting your ability to. Uh, rely on previous experience, you know, forcing yourself into into a new space and to try new things. Um, I, I think that if you trust yourself and your abilities, then you'll be able to uh, create something new and fresh and interesting that maybe you wouldn't have even expected. Yeah, that's that's the whole beauty of the creative process. You surprise yourself. <laughs> you just don't even know what's in there. And I think when you when you're feeling blocked, I mean this risk thing really is the core of it because when you're facing something that you feel is just stuck and dead and uninteresting, really what you need is take a risk and it's it's sort of that simple, you know? <laughs> Yeah, put so yourself in, in a situation where your back is against the wall and you have to figure out how to make it all work. Mm-hmm. And it can it can involve any of the things we've talked about. The risk may be, I'm not going to paint for two weeks. And if that's a scary idea, maybe you should do it, you know? Um, the risk right. may and, be- And I'm maybe gonna, in the meantime, you'd, you'd find some entirely new medium that you never would have used otherwise. Some new idea or something. Maybe the risk is I'm going to take this, you know, red paint and cover my panel with it. 
Maybe right. the risk is um, I'm going to put a figure in here and I don't even work with the figure. You know, it doesn't, you know, you're not going to uh, blow anything up. I mean, this is in the privacy of your own studio. You can do these things. <laughs> and and that's how you make progress and that's how you break through. So, uh, and I think I think the more you do this, the less likely you are to, to get blocked because you find this, like you were saying, kind of a trust in yourself and you can, you know, you aren't as upset when you do feel frustrated. I think you you know that there are options and you can recognize the symbols, this, I mean, I'm sorry, the symptoms of this, this block. And um, so, you know, I, I think it's, in, as with a lot of things, it's it's a matter of practice in a way. It's just, the more you go on, I think the the steadier you feel about things, and and the more okay you feel about doing odd things that you don't know quite what's going to happen. Yeah, working working out tough kind of creative situations or or non creative situations, um, it it's a great way to build self confidence. Um, you know, to, to be able to point to a situation where, you know, I didn't think that that painting was salvageable at all and I took a risk and I pulled it off, you know, so being, being able to build your confidence, um, you know, and then being able to, to show results to yourself and other people, um, you know, it all goes back to being willing to push your own boundaries. I totally agree. (laughs) Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.